Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete where appropriate, depending on when you're viewing this service. Be that through a podcast, a YouTube video, or through live streaming. And good morning to those of you who have joined us in person in this beautiful building this Sunday morning. A building which is the Church of St Mary the Virgin, Richmond, North Yorkshire. I am Paul Sunderland and I'm your new assistant curate within the group of churches which includes Richmond, Hudswell, Downhome and Mask. I'm really looking forward to getting to know as many of you as I can when lockdown allows. It's all new though, isn't it? We're newly back in church this Sunday to stream the service. All these new ways of doing things, Zooming, streaming, podcasting. Sounds more like a strange sport which takes in driving fast cars whilst fishing at the same time. And now you've got this new face. A new face with a new beard and a new title. Curate. I'm assured by my wife Jeanette that she loves the new title, but is not yet convinced with the ginger beard. Now I'd like to take a moment to tell you a little more about me, so you can know me, know me better and where I come from, and you may be encouraged to approach me to chat and learn a little more, rather than run away from this man who comes into your world as yet another new thing to get used to. So, my name is Paul Jamie Sunderland. Jamie is spelt differently to normal though. It's spelt J-A-I-M-E. Now my mum has confirmed to me that it is the new Spanish way of spelling it, but I'm not convinced. I'm 42 years young and I'm married to Jeanette, whose age I will not disclose. Jeanette bakes cakes for a living and has selflessly closed her business in Bradford to follow me, and now must start a new business in a new place. She's my rock, and I love her dearly. Between us, we've got three grown-up children, Isaac, Jordan and Jack, and a beautiful granddaughter, Scarlett. We love meeting new people and exploring new places, and I love food and cake, obviously. Now, I started attending church at the tender age of three. Our neighbour, who was a distant relative, agreed to take this little bundle of energy to church with her. I was hooked immediately and can still picture myself swinging on the edge of the pew or holding the hand of Edward, the rector, at the front of church while he attempted to deliver a sermon. Happy days. Faith opened new horizons for me. I was this young boy, but with expert guidance from Edward and some other amazing individuals, my faith was nurtured and grows stronger even to this day. Our gospel reading today from Matthew is uh, one that many of us know. And even if we don't know the passage itself, the parable seems clear and makes obvious sense. If you throw seeds on the ground that is not properly prepared... The plant won't grow, or at least it won't grow to its full potential. But clearly we're not talking about plants here. We're talking about the mission of the church. 
Talking of mission, feels like I've been on a mission to make myself as tired as possible over the last seven years of discernment. And I don't see that ending anytime soon. Training for ordination whilst working full time has taken a great deal of energy. I'm eager to continue learning in my new role as curate. But five years at college learning about theology, nothing teaches us more about the rigours of ministry than getting out amongst the community. Now a wise man told me just a few days ago, you should always remember that you've got one mouth and two ears. So make sure you listen before you speak. Listening was a great part of a role I used to perform in Bradford. I'd like to set the scene. Now I'm stood in the middle of a cold and wet Bradford city centre at 2am on a Saturday morning. I'm wearing a big yellow high-vis jacket with a police radio squawking away in my ear, telling me of incidents that require police assistance. No, I'm not a police officer. I'm an angel. A Bradford Street angel, that is. A volunteer who helped anybody find them, who found themselves in a vulnerable position whilst out enjoying the nightlife. Now, I'm not going to tell you more about this amazing charity now, but I would be happy to bore you rigid with as many stories as you ask. But it is a Christian organisation, but we choose not to preach. We would simply show our faith by being a presence and undoubtedly a reassurance to those who walk the city streets. Now on this night, one gentleman came towards me in an agitated state. He wanted to impart his vast knowledge of faith and tell me how church should be done. Now to cut a long, rambling and drunken story short, he believes that we shouldn't waste time on those people whose seed was cast on rocky ground. As God tells us clearly that such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble of persecution arises on account of the word, the person immediately falls away. And those whose life has seen them grow and wither as they are strangled by debt, addictions and abuse just as the thorns choke the young saplings in the parable we heard earlier, as they will yield nothing to the church. He was clear that we should only try and nurture those whose lives have been blessed with fertile soil, as they will indeed bear fruits and yield. And the parable quantifies this as a hundredfold. Now I listened and listened and listened and then decided that there are times when trying to reason with someone who was so obviously misguided is not being fruitful. And remembering that as a street angel one should not preach, I simply smiled, shook his hand, as this was before the rules changed, and found a taxi to take him home safely. Now I could have been offended, even hurt by such comments as it could be said that my life was one built on rocky ground. I was raised in what some would call a broken home, raised by a loving and hard-working mother who made the decision to raise her two boys alone and remove them from the destructive influence of their father. I struggled at school shortly after the separation but fought back to do well later at school.
Now, should I have been cast aside as not worthy of nurture? Not worthy of knowing Jesus as my saviour? Not worthy of knowing God, Abba, as my father? God, the father who taught me about love rather than hate and violence? Obviously not. But how have I managed to flourish and grow strong in faith despite the rocky ground? I go back to early December uh, 2019. I had the joy and honour of speaking at church where I'd grown up. From the age of three till about 16, until I discovered rugby and late nights. Walking into this now tired church with no more than a handful of parishioners initially left me downhearted and worried that this place that I know so well would soon be no longer. But then the smiles appeared. First, my old primary school teacher. Peter, the Cub Scout leader, who had introduced me to camping and Ilkley Moor. And the lady who I remember used to work in the local butchers and would sit at the door smoking whilst waiting for the next customer. I walked straight to the pew that my Aunt Joyce and I shared for so many years. It was like coming home. Now Aunt Joyce had died some months before and I spoke at the church remembering that she would always tell people, Paul is the one I managed to claim for Christ. I spoke for about ten minutes about my calling to become a priest. My mum sat in the congregation looking on, and it was the first time I'd allowed her to hear me speak, and she cried. My nerves held out and I finished the talk with a leap from the step on the aisle a leap that I made many times before, as this signified the end of choir practice. Who can jump the furthest, we would say. A step which was in many ways a leap of faith for me, and at that moment a realisation that I had changed, and I was new. It was not the fact that I had felt my knee crack as I landed, or the fact that I have more grey hairs than I care to admit. It was the way that people looked at me, robed and talking confidently about how the love of the Father, God the Father, had brought me to this place. Now our parable today speaks to me less about the seed and more about how we should prepare the ground. I see my role within the church as one of a farmer or even a gardener, tending the ground removing things that will stop a renewal of faith in those I meet, engaging with everyone with a grace and love that passes all understanding, a grace and love passed down from Jesus. My Aunt Joyce and that church family were the fertile soil in which and through which I flourished. So I'd like to offer you a challenge. Join me in the garden. It's a beautiful garden. It's Richmond. It's Hudswell. It's Down Home. It's Mask. And it's Beyond. Help me in pulling up those thistles that our community can see 
what has been made available to them through Jesus' death upon a cross. It's not an easy job and it's not a challenge to take lightly. But when the soil is ready, the seeds will spring forth shoots of hope and we will see a strong faith in this place. Join me.